All right, this is fun. All right, we've got uh, fasting week. Fasting week coming up. Very excited about that. I'm going to just start by blessing us uh, as we get going. Um, if, if you, yeah, I'm going to try and make a habit of this. Just starting off this time blessing. We want you to, to meet with Jesus during this time. So uh, I bless you in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully during this time. I bless you that you'd be healed in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, in, in, your, in, in your emotions during this time. I bless that you would receive guidance from God and, and the help of God for whatever's going on in your life and that you would experience God's love and his joy and his hope and his peace during this time as we're together now. May it be in Jesus' name I bless you. Okay. Last week was Vision Sunday, and it, the word is get ready. Get ready, and, the, and the, the question we're asking all of ourselves is, what does get ready look like for you? What, what does get, get ready look like for each one of us? This week is fasting week, which means it is get ready spiritually week. It's, it's get ready spiritually week. It's that one week a year where all the elders, all the staff, all the leaders in, in the church here, we, we stop. And we humble ourselves before God, together, our, before Jesus, our King. And for five days, we don't eat any food and we intentionally humble ourselves, weakening ourselves as we seek God's direction, His help, His favor, and in breakthroughs for our church and for all of us. All of us as individuals, for, for all of us as a family here at Rehope. I want God to help you. I want God to help you. I want God to bring breakthroughs in your life and your, your situations this year. Swiftly. I want God to help you. I want God to wonderfully and quickly answer the prayers that you're, you're praying. I want God to give you great guidance. Great guidance, great direction connected to the, the questions that you have to God about, about what's next for your life or, or what now. I, I want God to hear your questions quickly and answer them swiftly. I, and I want that to be helpful for you and what's going on. I, I, I know that a lot is going to happen in your life anyways, whether you participate in fasting week or not, um, whether you're a part of that or not. But I know from doing this over the last several years that we can expect more help we can expect more guidance. We can expect more breakthrough, more answered prayers. We can expect more direction. We can expect more favor from God. We can expect things more quickly and with more clarity. Because of starting the year, humbling ourselves and seeking God together as a family, as a church, than, than, than we would otherwise. And, that, and that's what fasting is. We're, we're humbling ourselves. We're humbling ourselves. We're not starting some hunger strike. This is, we're not hunger striking uh, for, for God to do what we want Him to do. Um, a hunger strike is when you're like, God, I am not going to eat a single bit of food until you do what I want you to do. That's a hunger strike. I'm not going to eat until you answer my person. We are not doing a hunger strike. We're not demanding our way. We are humbling ourselves. David writes about it in Psalm 35. And in Psalm 35, David says, I humbled myself with fasting. Sometimes God humbles us. This is uh, us choosing to humble ourselves with fasting. He says that my prayer was, was genuine. 
This is not God. I'm, I'm not eating until you give me what I want. This, this is God. I'm, I'm humbling myself before you. I, I'm weakening myself intentionally to show you that I know that it's, it's not going to be about me being strong, but about you being you in my life. That's what this week is, is going to be like. So, so this is what I and the elders and the staff and the leadership teams of this church we're going to be doing this week. And I invite some of you to join us to be a part of it. I invite those who are able and, and healthy to, to be a part of that with us. To seek God's help and favor and blessing and breakthroughs for our church and for the people in our church. That's what we're going to be doing this week. It's very biblical. Very biblical for leaders to call people to a season, a time of, of fasting. Political leaders do this. You can think like uh, Esther or religious leaders like Ezra. We also see church leaders um, fasting together and seeking God together in Acts 13. And, and we, we see um, groups of friends fasting like Daniel and, and his friends fasting together. Sometimes people fast alone. Um, it's pretty rare. Uh, when you look at all the fasting in the Bible, there, there's, there's a couple that stand out, like Jesus, Daniel, Moses, kind of big deal, guys. Uh, but but, but, there, but mostly, most of the fasting in the Bible is done in groups, seeking God together, humbling themselves. It's very common for leaders to, to call a fast when, it, when we want to get ready for God's next for our life. When I think about fasting and kind of what we're doing here this week, I'm thinking a lot of Ezra. And Ezra chapter 8, and, and I kind of like the vibe that's going on there with, with that particular fasting situation. This is what I read in, in Ezra chapter 8, starting in verse 21. Uh, Ezra says, I proclaimed a, a fast by the Ahava River, so that we might humble ourselves. Again, that's, that's what we're doing. Humble ourselves before God and ask Him for a safe journey, that was their prayer request, for us, our dependents, and all our possessions. Skipping to verse 23, so we fasted and pleaded with our God about this, their prayer request, and he was receptive to our prayer. Now I like that. I like, I like what's going on here when I'm thinking about this week. Notice that like most fasts in the Bible, they fast and then they start eating again. And then God answers as they step into their future in faith as they move forward from there. Ezra didn't fast during the journey to Jerusalem. They fasted, they stopped fasting, they started eating, and then they moved forward in faith. That, that God had heard their prayers and was going to, to help them. Jesus is another example of that. He, he, he fasts for 40 days. He stops fasting, he starts eating, and then he moves into the era of public ministry uh, of his life with power and, and, and just with that, um, yeah, extra, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it just says, in the power of the Spirit. He returned in the power of the Spirit. That's, but he started eating again, and then he stepped forward into his future with faith. Fasting week, I might uh, see some answers to your prayers. But, but mostly, 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 fasting week is, an, is about getting ready. It, it's about uh, getting ready for the next season by humbling ourselves. And then we, we set aside a time, okay, we're going to fast for five days, and then we stop fasting in faith after five days. And we start eating, and then we step into our future with expectation that God has heard 
our humble prayers, that he has heard our requests, and that the answers are on, on the way. That, that God's going to start answering the prayers and pouring his favor on, on our church and in our lives. I see, I see fasting week as pre-ordering miracles. Pre-ordering answers from God for the year ahead. Now, I do hear more sometimes in fasting, uh, in fasting weeks, but I think of it more as setting up the next era than really what's going to happen in the actual fasting time. Um, if you don't have this perspective of pre-ordering answers or pre-ordering God's help or pre-ordering miracles or whatever, then you're, you might find yourself on Saturday needlessly emphasis needlessly disappointed needlessly disappointed we are pre-ordering a a year of miracles a season of of answered prayers of of help from god it it, i'm kind of reminded of our mindset when i was reading this book this week um this book called the way of blessing by ray godwin and he just tells this this story of someone needlessly uh, upset when when god was going to be answering their prayers he writes about um, this guy visiting their, their facility in Wales. And, and he says, a Baptist minister that none of us here had ever heard of or came across drove early in the morning across his part of England and the full breadth of Wales, yeah, 20 minutes or so, uh, turned up at Father Brennan, exited his car and uh, saw a guest and said, can you point me to the high cross? So they did so and he went there. He didn't let us know that he was here, and we didn't know that he was around or who he was. He apparently spent some length of time crying out to God at the high cross, but he was expecting a response of some sort from God. That was what he'd come for. So as far as he could see, in his time of prayer, nothing whatsoever happened. There was no sense of breakthrough. There was no sense of touch from God. There was no sense of anything. In the end, he was really saddened and gave up. He didn't come and tell anyone that he was here, but went back to his car and drove home. He was a very disappointed man. The next morning, he went into the bathroom and took handfuls of water to wash his face. He turned to the towel and realized that his hands were covered in bits of something, and he couldn't work out what it was. He went back to the sink to wash his hands and saw that the sink was covered in bits of stuff, which he didn't understand. He looked in the mirror and saw that all of his skin cancer had fallen off. And he had beautiful, clear skin. Now, because he was uh, expecting God's help and hoping for God's help during his time of intense prayer... He went home needlessly disappointed because he expected it in that moment when instead it turns out that what he had been doing was pre-ordering a miracle. It just was going to come the next day after his time of prayer was over, after he had journeyed home. Please carry this mindset with you. As as we're going into fasting week, this is the week to get ready. This is the week to to prepare, to pre-order. Order miracles or pray pair, as I like to say, to pray pair for, for the year ahead, for the help ahead, for the guidance of God. Most of us are going to fast, and then we will stop fasting, and then we will start eating, and then step into the year with faith and expectation and anticipation, and then we'll see answers start flowing from heaven. 
Now, I hope you have your fasting cards uh, or, or something that you're writing down, whoa, 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 uh, prayers and, and things for. There's five spots on the fasting card. You know, you can, whatever you have, I hope that you're getting ready to write down the, the things that you want to be seeking God in prayer or prayer and fasting this particular week. It's very important writing this stuff down. I'm going to list, I'm going to tell you uh, six things in the Bible uh, that people are f- that fast for, topics. And I would, want, I would bet that maybe something will come to your mind. Be prepared to take some notes that maybe if you're not yet sure about the things that you're going to be fasting and praying about, something might come to your mind. So be prepared to take notes here. Um, Here's some things that we as a church and what we see in the Bible, people are fasting and praying about. Number one is this, to listen for God's direction in this next season. We see this in Acts chapter 13. Uh, The leaders of the church of Antioch are fasting and they're praying and and the Holy Spirit says during that time, this is what I want you to do. Direction shift, a new beginning here. Set apart Barnabas and Saul, Paul, Saul, Paul, Saul, for, for the work that I have for them. This is a big reason, this point number one is a big reason why we start each year with, with fasting as a church, as a leadership, as a people, as a family, because we want to listen to see if there's any direction God has for us as we move into the year ahead. And this is also what I want you to experience personally. I, I want you to be hearing from God about you and your family and your life and, and kind of what God has in store for you. Uh, Jesus, what is on your heart for me this year? What, what do you have in store for me? Isn't, isn't that what you would like for yourself as well, to get some guidance and direction from Jesus for the year ahead? That's, that's one reason why we're fasting right now, and, and we see that in the Bible. Another reason, number two, is to receive safety and protection for this next season. We saw that in what we read in Ezra chapter 8. They looked at a potentially unsafe days ahead, uh, a potential dangerous journey, and they asked God for safety and protection for them and for their families and, and all of that. As we look ahead, I want God to bless this church with health and with protection. Come what may. But I also want that for you and your life. I want your families to be healthy. Don't you? I want, your, I want the people in our church to be extraordinary, extraordinarily health, uh, healthy. I want your health to be strong, your finances to be strong, you'd be protected in those areas, uh, and that you'd be safe when so much of the world is, is scared. So that's, a, that's another reason for fasting, to receive safety and protection for the year ahead. Maybe that's on your card. You're like, yes, that's what I want for my, my, my season here. Number three, um, to process grief and disappointment from the last season. To process grief and disappointment from the last season. In 2 Samuel chapter 1, they are fasting and they're grieving the death of Saul and his son Jonathan. And also their disappointment that, that God did not um, spare them from being defeated by the Philistines. And so they'd lost a huge, significant part of the land. And, and so they're grieving, and they're also experiencing the, the disappointments from the last season. Now, I know that a lot of you are disappointed by the last season. And I know that some of you are in a time uh, of grieving. Uh, this is another reason why, why we set aside a time to fast, a time to mourn, a time to process, and a time to deal with and can look at the pain from the past year. That's, that's number three. 
Another reason, number four, to repent about being off track with God in, in the last season. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, the nation is fasting before God. They are, they are, they're, they're saying, God, we were wrong, and they're, they're getting back on track with God. This is a great response to sin, fasting. Um, not because it helps with your forgiveness. It doesn't help at all. Jesus paid it all. It's all sorted that way. But, but, but we know that extended fasting is powerful when it comes to breaking sin patterns in our life because you are exercising your willpower against your cravings. You have these cravings for food and you're going to say no to them and that makes you stronger to say no against other cravings in your life. When people are wanting to see um, breakthrough in their lives against uh, repeated sin patterns, they can say, God, I'm sorry and repent. Maybe you've had that experience many times in your life. One of the strongest steps you can do is walk into a season of intentional extended fasting and, and build up that weak, that weak willpower of yours and... Uh, and practice saying no to things that you, that you, that you want and, you, and that you're used to. The call is to get ready. That's what we're doing here, to get ready. And one of the reasons why we are, are, uh, are doing this fasting is to get ready and get back on track with God. Repenting, walking away from those habitual sins. Maybe on your prayer card you're like, yeah, I, I want to see complete freedom from, uh, from this sin pattern in, in my life uh, this year. That's number four. Number five. Number five is to seek answers from God. I bet you have questions for God. I bet you do. Um, God, why? Why? Or, or God, what? What do you want me to do? Or God, when are you going to break through in my life? When are you going to help me? When are you going to, when are you going to, I don't know, open the restaurants. I don't know, something like that. Um, every fasting week, I've got questions for God, that, things that I want to hear about, not, not just <clears throat> listening to what Jesus wants to say to me, which was point number one, but I want, I, I, sometimes I have, and usually always I have specific questions that I want to hear about. Maybe one of your points in your fasting card is a specific thing that you want to hear from God about. God, speak to me about this. I've got a question about this. In Daniel chapter 9, that's what's going on. Daniel has a specific question for God uh, about this, this, this mystery, this dream that he had. He wanted some understanding. Um, I, want th I want this from you. I want God to grant you some understanding to the questions that you have for him. It's another reason why we start off th this year with, with fasting, to seek God, pre-ordering answers to questions that, that we have for him. Often, I hear more from God during a fasting week, when I'm very intentional about this, but sometimes I don't hear anything, and it's not until the next week or two or three when, when I have finished the fast and I've moved out in faith and in expectation um, that, that I'll, I'll hear more. Anyways, that's number five. Number six, and finally, <clears throat> to receive favor and the direct help of God. That's another reason for fasting and, and what we're doing here. Um, I'm thinking of Esther, Queen Esther. She needs God's help. She needs God's favor. And so she gets the nation to fast for her, and, and God answers her prayers for help. This is exactly what we're, we're seeking. We're seeking God's favor. We're seeking God's direct help as a church, and this is what we want in your life. We want you to have the favor of God. We want you to have God's direct help in your, your life. Maybe in your passing point, I want God's direct help in my life in this area. That's, that's what we want. 
These are six significant biblical reasons for the elders and the leadership of this church and, and for, for any who are able to spend this time this week intentionally going without eating to seek God by humbling ourselves with fasting, to in, be intentional about this. We invite you to join us in this time of seeking together, <clears throat> but not all of you. And this is very important. We are not inviting all of you to join us in this. It is very important that some of you definitely do not join us in fasting. But instead, for you, this is a prayer week. And I bless that in Jesus' name. That you would have a glorious prayer life and a prayer week. That you would have just as much uh, impact in, in, in hearing from God and answered prayers as, as those of us who will be fasting this week. If you are unable to fast for any reason, I bless your prayer, your prayer week instead. Uh, for example, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, do not fast with us. Consider yourself uninvited, banned, forbid, forbid from, from fasting week. Uh, welcome to prayer week for, for you. Um, if you are on medication, again, Welcome to prayer week. No, no fasting. Don't, don't do the fasting. If you are underweight, not based on your opinion, but on something at least quasi-scientific like BMI. I don't know if there's any science to that. But, but, but if, if, you know, if, if, you are, if you are considered underweight like BMI or whatever, then don't fast. Don't fast with us this week. Um, get healthy and, and, join us, and join us next year. Uh, if you are under the age of 18... Now, uh, don't, don't, don't fast with us for the next five days. <clears throat> if you've got something really important going on this week, like some exams or a job in which you just can't be weak or shaky, like if you're in construction or if you're going to be uh, doing surgery on somebody's eyeball, like please, please, for everybody's sake, eat. Uh, don't, don't fast. Be blessed in your prayer week. We, we, are, we are big fans of you um, just having a prayer week. If you've got health issues... Health issues, blood sugar issues, um, please uh, be smart. Don't, don't, uh, don't fast with it. If you get sick during this time, stop and it's, be blessed by stopping. Don't carry a single drop of guilt for stopping fasting. If you're, if, you're, if you're feeling sick in any way, it's okay. Turn it into a prayer week. Pivot and, and roll with it. Just like what we've had to do all the, this last year. Just roll with it and, and enjoy your prayer week. <clears throat> that's, <clears throat> that's okay. There's lots of people who should not be, be fasting for these or for other reasons. If this is you, consider yourself not invited <laughs> to, to fasting week, but instead... Just go to Jesus. Jesus, this is why I'm not going to be fasting this week. And instead, I still want you to apply your attention to me as if I was. And hear my prayers and act. In Jesus' name. Now, for the rest of you who are healthy and able, we are inviting you to join us in this week of prayer and fasting. And I want to give you a few tips before we, before we get much further. Number one, don't forget to spend lots of time praying and listening. This isn't just don't eat week. Uh, that sounds awful. <laughs> this is fasting and prayer week where we are just going to try and draw near to Jesus to hear, to seek, to ask. And so do that. Spend time listening and seeking and asking. Now, if you've not yet 
learned how to cultivate stillness and quietness and the ability to sit still and, and pray and listen before God, then I encourage you to go on prayer walks. Take that exercise walk. Go on a prayer walk by yourself every day. Uh, maybe just in the quietness, just you and Jesus. Maybe no, no music. Just walk and talk and, and listen and, and think and spend time with Jesus. Uh, I encourage you to take advantage of the prayer and worship times that are sprinkled throughout every day, right? To, to, to be a part of that and just be, no, I'm going to, that's just going to be part of my listening and, 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 and pursuit of Jesus and hearing, whether it's 8 in the morning or noon or 4 o'clock family time or, uh, or in the evening uh, worship stuff. Is that 7.30, many Tuesdays, some often-ish? It seems like the evening is a little bit free flow. You can see all the stuff on the, on the web for, for, for that. It's, it's planned. Anything you want me to say better than that? It's on the website. Uh, yeah, so, but be a part of that stuff. Spend the time. It's a special week of prayer, of prayer. So, so make sure you're doing that. Write everything down. As I was saying, make sure you're writing stuff down, um, writing it down before we get going. But then be prepared to write down what you might be hearing from God. I encourage you, if you want to have the best prayer week ever, to also be asking Jesus if there's any verses or, or encouragements that he has for anybody in the church. And be quick to send those out. You, we, are, we are so disconnected right now. And so we're going to have to be more intentional to be encouraging someone. Like you might be there, you might be answering someone's prayer. God, I need guidance. I need, oh, this, this verse came to me. And you have no idea what they're praying. But, but this is a good together time. And so be, be quick to send encouraging messages uh, send verses, but also writing down what you might hear from Jesus or, or hear from other people. We can, we can discern it later and pray through it later. Get your dreams written down, things like that. Write everything down. Number three, expect to feel colder and weaker this week. We are humbling ourselves. Being weak, it's, it's, it's intentional. It, it's, it's a part of it. I don't exercise much during fasting week. I'm not exercising a lot. Anyways, but you know, in theory, you know, uh, it, it's time to be weak. It's, it's time to be weak, and I get to wear a hoodie and warm socks to bed and, and, and a hot water bottle and often hot showers and baths before bed. It's just part of it. It's just, it's just part of it, part of the, the humbling ourselves. Fourthly, if you have some odd symptoms, you might have some odd symptoms. This is the website that I always go and check things out. <laughs> uh, whether you have like some sort of weird boil or whether you have like intense back pain or something like that, it's, it's you're detoxing. Your body is detoxing. And actually a very healthy thing is probably happening to you even though it doesn't feel super wonderful. So if, you're, if, you're, if something's going on and you're worried, I, I would check out this website. You can screenshot that or whatever. Uh, now that said, if you get sick, stop. And again, be blessed in stopping. Zero guilt. Just, just stop fasting and, and turn it back into a prayer week. But that's, that's that. You might have some odd, odd symptoms. Um, fifthly, don't live scared. Don't live scared. I know for some of you, the idea of fasting for five days seems impossible. You're like, no way. Um, it, it's not. It's not impossible, and it's not as bad as you might think. Uh, sometimes I get hungry, like in a random day, two, three, four, something like that. You just keep going, and just press on, and it passes. It, it, it's it's not. It's just it's just for for a time. Uh, too many people uh, never try a five day fast because of fear. 
but it's actually surprisingly good for most people. It's actually rather healthy for most people, and it comes with a good amount of health benefits for most people. I bless myself every day for the healing of my body and all that kind of stuff during this time. It's an amazing detox time. I, I've done five-day fasts or longer three times a year for several years now. I don't know, three, four, five years. I don't know, three, four years maybe. Um, I, and I think in my August fast this last year, I, I, my, my food allergy went away. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, it just went away. I, I had an almond tree nut allergy. It was kind of bad. And, and that, that sort of went away. Mm, it was an intolerance. But still, <laughs> praise God for that. Praise God, not an allergy, but an intolerance. But don't live scared. There, there could be good things for you in this. Uh, sixthly, when you break your fast, eat only basic, simple food for the first day. I mean, think yogurt, think fruit, stuff like that. Don't you dare dump burgers and chips and pizza and, you know, fish and chips in your stomach on day one. That's actually really uh, not good for your body. When you're fasting, your digestive system is going on a holiday. We can't go on holidays, but your digestive system can. And, oh, ouch, ooh, sting, ah, back pain. Yeah, no, no. Um, and so we want to be gentle at waking up our digestive system, just like you would want to be gentle waking up anybody who could hurt you. Right, so that, 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 that sort of a thing. One time I had this amazing, rich carbonara after a 10-day fast, and I was violently ill uh, from it. Don't do that. I don't know why I'm picturing Shagan jumping, dumping five guys down his face uh, on Saturday. Uh, he, he would never do that because, you know, his body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, but still. Uh, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Be, be, be gentle. Be gentle. Okay. If you are healthy and able... If you're healthy and able, I believe that this week of fasting will greatly and positively impact your life, your, your body, your, your soul, your relationship with Jesus. And I, and I believe that, that this by far is the best thing that we can do to get ready spiritually and get ready for this, this year ahead. I'm expecting great things from God. I'm expecting amazing answers to prayer to flow out of this week. I'm expecting that your year is going to be um, positively and wonderfully impacted for the good by God because of fasting and seeking God in prayer together. Maybe you're looking at your life right now and you're thinking, lockdown, this is awful. How could anything good come out of this lockdown situation when I'm stuck in my house all day? How can God bring the breakthrough to these prayers that I'm asking of Him? And, and, and how can He bring these answers in this time of lockdown? Okay, firstly, we're pre-ordering and you're not going to be in lockdown all year. You can quote me on that. You're not going to be in lockdown all year. Yeah, I said it. But secondly... But secondly, God is able to do way more in you and way more in direct answer to prayer than you give Him credit for in this moment of time. I'm going to call you to change your mindset. Change your expectations of what's possible this week. Of what you're setting up this week. Change your mindset. Do you know what the last word in the book of Acts is? I, I couldn't have answered that um, this earlier this week. The last word in the book of Acts is the word unhindered. 
or without hindrance. Without hindrance, unhindered. This is the description of Paul's ministry and his perspective, his mindset, as he comes to the book of, 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 of Acts. You know, he was unhindered. Unhindered. He's without hindrance. But maybe some of you remember that at the end of the book, the book of Acts, Paul is in severe lockdown. And he was for several years. He didn't get his one exercise a day. He didn't get to go to the church. He didn't get to go to the synagogue. He doesn't get to go and get his own groceries. He is in the most severe lockdown, house arrest. He has a guard with him all the time. And yet at the end of the book of Acts, he describes his life and his ministry as unhindered. It it, it describes the very last verse of the book of Acts, his lockdown situation as being one where he's proclaiming the, the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Unhindered. No Zoom. No internet. Unhindered. Paul could have easily assessed his years in Rome as being highly hindered in his, able to do, in his ability to do ministry and life how he would have preferred it to be. But his mindset was he is unhindered. He is unhindered without Hindrance. Maybe it's time to shift your mindset and your expectations about this, this moment here, this moment that we're in. I believe that God has more potential impact to you and in direct answer to prayer in this season of lockdown than, than you might guess because your lockdown doesn't prevent heaven from coming down and bringing every bit of breakthrough as God intervenes in your life and in direct answers to prayer. Maybe it's time for a mind mind shift change. A change in perspective. We may be in lockdown, but, but we can see Jesus' impact unhindered. In us, through us, in direct answers to our prayers. I bless your week. If you're fasting this week, I bless your week that you would hear from Jesus. If you're going to do a prayer week and because you have reasons for not fasting this week, I bless your week all the same in the name of Jesus that you would feel more reconnected to God than you have in ages and that you have ever. I bless the freshness that you have the fire that you'll have with God this year. I bless you with freedom from past sin and enslavement. And I bless you for, me, for hearing direction from God. And the, to see the beginnings of answered prayers. For all of us who, who do fast, I also bless you with the grace to persevere. The strongness of resolve, of mind, of heart, and holy perspective. As we push on through this week together. Challenge this week. If you are willing and able, join the leadership of the church. Fasting Monday through Friday this week. Not eating any food. Sign up online. Declare it. Go to the website right now in 20 minutes. And, and declare it. Say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm gonna do it. Now, again, if something happens, you get sick and you have to stop. 
that's fine. Be blessed in that. But, but make a go. Make a go for it. Sign up online. I want to just be clear. Feel free to drink whatever beverage you, you want to drink. I really encourage you. I really encourage you not to do a, a water-only fast. Please don't do that. Uh, I, I really encourage you not to do that unless maybe you have a doctor supervising you or, or something like that. We're, we're not going to do the holiness super battle thing going on here. As the leader and as this elder and as the pastor in this church, what we're, we're, we're calling just to do not eating and then drinking beverages. And I encourage you to drink a lot of beverages. Uh, I, enc I encourage you to drink pure beverages, healthy beverages. Um, but yeah, drink whatever you want, however much you want. Um, that's what we're calling you to. Um, you know, a, a lot of people just assume that if you want to be really holy, you do a water-only fast. Um, that, that's, that's really uh, challenging. I think a lot of people assume that the Bible fasts are all water only. There's a variety. Um, you assume that Jesus did a water only fast in the wilderness. That's, that's fantastic. Where in the world did he get the water from? Uh, there's a lot more milk available in the wilderness than water uh, from, from animals and stuff like that. So uh, maybe it was a water only fast. I don't know. But, but let's, just, let's not just overdo this or get super competitive here. The fast that we're calling is drink beverages as much as you want. And, and, and don't eat anything. Okay. I'm going to bless us. And, and we're going to go back into uh, a time of, of prayer and worship. And Laura's going to come and lead us from here. Jesus, we want you more. More and more and more. Awaken. Reawaken. Fire up our souls. Open our ears. And answer our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen.